0: Life Radio. <laughs> this is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets.
1: Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio, and as promised. I've got Dusty Rainbow, my favorite cat author, back in the studio. And she tells me she's got Instagram. Oh. She's got a dog barking too. Okay, Dusty, <laughs> who's that little dog? No, that's your dog. Oh, that's the dog in the studio. There's a dog <laughs> in the studio. And it's been on. My
0: dog's beside me and he's sound asleep. So if it wasn't one of my cats, it's <laughs> it's got to
1: be. That's a dog house. in Florida. My dogs are all quiet, so that's not no. it. Alright, so okay, so Dusty, what's your new Instagram if people want to see adorable cats and kittens? Maybe.
0: Well, it's called Jeffy's Daily Muse. M-E-W-S. And uh, Jeffy is a kitten that somebody dumped at a, in a Walmart parking lot, and some man found him having hypoglycemic seizures and took him across the street to Petco, and Petco asked me to take him, and so here we are, nine months later, he's mine. <laughs> and now he's a reporter, so if you want If you want to learn what's going on in the cat world or uh, news that affects cats or about cats, go to Jeffy's Daily Muse.
1: Nice. Okay. So, I know that our our producer in studio has just recently put out a nice warming pad for two outdoor cats he's been taking care of outside the studio there because there's a polar vortex in the east. I'm kind of enjoying spring over here in Vancouver. I got to tell you, the cherry trees are blooming and it's sunny and it's warm and I can't even imagine it being so cold. But we do have to worry about animals and the cold, don't we?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, just because you live in a southern climate doesn't mean that their animals aren't going to be affected by it. So, you know, the truth is if it's too cold for you to walk outside without a coat or a jacket it's cold for your animal too. You need to make sure that they have something warm or, you know, if you have a small dog without a whole lot of padding, <laughs> padding, you know, make sure that they're, they're taken care of.
1: Okay, so we started to talk about litter boxes the last time you were here, and I think we'll pick up on that just a little bit because um, in addition to talking about one that was stronger, the utility tub from the hardware store, and maybe having to modify it if your kitten's small or your old cat can't crawl into it, You know, I find I have quite a few cats, and I do cat rescue, and I do find that everybody's a little different, what they like, and sometimes I have to try it a while to figure it out, and sometimes a cat that likes a litter box all of a sudden won't use it anymore, and you helped me figure out one time that it was because it was getting old, and it couldn't see, and all I had to do was put a nightlight in the area, and now it's fine with the dark area. Another time, it was because the lid that it never minded before, now that it was getting older didn't like the lid anymore. So sometimes you kind of have to mix things up a little bit, right?
0: Absolutely. You know, the the reason cats don't use the litter box are legion. And I hate to sound like a broken record, and probably most of the people listening to this don't know what that means. But anyway, I hate to keep repeating myself, but any time a cat who normally uses a litter box suddenly stops, you need to take them to the vet. They're not avoiding the litter box because they're bad or to, to make you upset or to hurt your feelings or they don't do that. I spoke to a lady one time. She was involved in rescue and God bless her. She loved her kitty but she said when she found out that I wrote a, a book about inappropriate elimination she asked me, well I want you to tell me why my kitty is suddenly so uppity he won't squat to use the litter box. And, you know, it's something that that happened rather quickly. Uh, Something wrong with his kidneys?
1: Was it a health problem?
0: No, he was 12 years old. Okay. And I said, well, good chance he has arthritis. Oh, no. You know, he's just too uppity. People, for some reason, want to believe that their cats are bad. So I said, I reiterated that likely it is a health issue and she should take him to the vet. And she insisted that it wasn't, and because he jumps on the counter easily, jumps right. on the counter. Well, the the action of jumping on the counter takes half a second, whereas in order to squat to go to the bathroom, it's going to take thirty forty five seconds, and that's a long time to maintain a position that hurts. And I said, well, okay, you know, she was she was in her mid sixties, and I said, I've got an idea. Yeah, or, squat. <laughs> why don't you just squat down for? 30, 45 seconds and see how it feels. And it was only when I did that that she realized that her cat was probably in pain. So anytime change in behavior, any behavior, not just the litter box, but they don't jump in bed with you anymore or, or they're grumpy when your daughter picks them up or whatever. They need to see a doctor because there's a reason for that change in behavior.
1: And if you get new cats, get new litter boxes just because they like each other doesn't mean they want to wait in line for the bathroom. I've learned that the hard way. Nobody oh, likes to wait in line. It's like, you know, you go to a stadium or a football game or something and the women line up so obediently. You'd never see guys line up like that. They'd go outside. They'd make a mess on the tree or something. <laughs> That's what cats They're are like. They'll stink. just go wherever, right? Yeah, exactly. And And it's just, you know, if you want your cats to go in the right place, make sure you've got more litter boxes than cats and that they're not in scary places like where furnaces kick on or dryers make crazy sounds or dogs pester them. For some reason, dogs just love to eat the dirty litter. Oh, man. So, I mean, a baby gate can solve that problem. The cat easily jumps over a baby gate or goes through the spokes, whereas the dog's kept out. A shelf can help, too. There's ways to do this. Okay, so we're going to come back and talk about other things. I want to ask Dusty about natural remedies for cats when we come back on Animal Party Cat Life Radio. Stay tuned. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy?
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Hello, we're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. And we've got Dusty Rainbolt. And before I ask her about the natural remedies, I just want to tell y'all I finally got my DVD, which apparently is outdated, DVD technology, not everyone has a DVD player, Uh, go figure, okay, so now it's on YouTube, ta-da, I finally did it, so it's Deb Wolf, D-E-B-W-O-L-F-E, just like my name, Deb Wolf Pet Expert. Once you're on YouTube, just go Dub Wolf, that expert, and you'll see me training dogs. You'll get it all. I I did it. I finally did it. Yay. Okay, so Dusty. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thanks to to
1: Michelle, who works for me very much on that one. And she's a, uh, a Bernese Mountain Dog owner, so thanks to her Bernese Mountain Dog as well. Okay, so everyone out there. What about natural? Should we be paying more just because it says natural? Is natural always good? What What is natural that's good? Is there something that we're paying for that we could just as easily use a, something from our cupboard, Dusty?
0: Oh, that is such a good question, and it's got so many answers. You know, I always worry when I hear the word natural because natural is always equated with being safe. Oh, it's natural. Well, Just because it's natural doesn't necessarily mean that it's safe. I mean, uh, let's face it, arsenic exists in nature. Tobacco is natural, and how many millions of people does it kill every year? Um, Poison
1: ivy is natural. I don't go walk through it.
0: Exactly, exactly, (laughs) poison ivy. Don't go there. Literally don't go there. But there are, uh, like, natural cleaners. Just because they're natural, natural is... A weird thing, anybody can say anything is natural now uh, if you get down to more specific things, something is certified organic, you have to go through a process a certification process to prove that the animal you raise is certified uh, is uh, organic certified organic, or that the food that you've grown, the plants that you grow, the catnip you grow. It hasn't been exposed to pesticides or poisons or things okay. like that. But when you get to natural, if it has a small percentage of something that's natural, they can call it natural. Yeah, so, so it means that because nothing. it has a safe natural ingredient, and in it doesn't mean that there are aren't other ingredients that are not natural and that are not safe. So, uh, cleaning products contain something called cationic detergent. They may have it may have uh, citrus in it. may be perfectly safe for people doesn't mean it's perfectly safe for cats and another thing, just because it's perfectly safe for dogs doesn't mean it's safe for cats
1: because well that's cats, something that's something really dangerous about the cat the topical anti flea Once a month, liquid that you put on the back of a dog's neck. You cannot use the formula that's meant for dogs on cats. Your cat will die within hours. It's terrible. And it's not always clear. So I want to ask you about that specifically. Because Mm -hmm. even when I buy the stuff for cats, the expensive stuff, because I'm so afraid of the cheap stuff. Because there's all this stuff online about how even that is no good. I always wish I could, you know, uh, my chickens, I sprinkle diatomaceous earth on them. I wear a mask and goggles and I sprinkle it on them and it gets rid of all their fleas and stuff. And I often think, well, isn't there something like that for the cats besides toxic stuff that they hate?
0: Diatomaceous earth is fabulous. It's a... I'm a member of a group called Barn Cat Sink, and we recommend that uh, for people who adopt our feral cats to, for pest control. And But, you know, you do have to be careful that the cat put the diatomaceous earth in the bedding, and, you know, they'll wiggle around. You can even feed it to them for um, internal parasites. But as you said, you have to be very careful. You Do not breathe it. Do not get it in your eyes. It's very sharp, and those particles can damage your lungs and your cat's lungs. So make sure it's not airborne. You can put it on your couch. You can put it on your carpet. And, but how um, does
1: it not get airborne then? I mean, when the dog jumps on the couch, and goes poof, and everything comes in the air. Or when I pat my cat, how's it not going to just kind of get in my eyes or get in my children's mouth? Well, or?
0: Now, I don't know how serious that would be. I would think that just a small exposure to it like that for just a second would probably not be that big a deal. However, you know, if you're applying it to your yard or if you're putting it in your carpet, you know, spreading it around, it's going to be airborne. You don't want to, you don't want to have a long exposure.
1: Of, okay. So what else can we use instead of buying things for our cats? Wow. Like I have a whole list for dogs, but I don't really have a big list for cats. I grow my own catnip. I notice they love all my herbs. If I want to attract them to the garden, all I have to do is plant lavender or peppermint and they're in there. catnip. If I want to detract, if I want to get them out of the garden, I use sharp surfaces and rocks and uh, citrus smelling things. So right. depending on which, you know, where I want them and stuff, but, uh, I often wish I had a whole list of things I could use on cats the way I can on dogs. Like for example, if a dog has a has a hot spot, I know how to treat it with stuff from my kitchen cupboard.
0: Exactly, but cats because their skin is so much more sensitive and and their internal structure, their livers are different. You can't, you just can't assume because it's safe for a dog, it's it's safe for a cat. Before you do anything like that. I would go to the ASPCA, Animal Poison Control website, and make sure that the herb is safe. And, uh, you know, the cats, they're, they're just very sensitive. But there are odd things like grapes and onions and garlic, which are also dangerous to dogs. So you need to be careful Now, yeah. sometimes when
1: people want to feed human food to pets I always say like, look at the best brand you can and look at the ingredients list because mm-hmm. that's a clue to what's safe you know. and, and stay with that but what about, um, oh we need to go to break we're going to go to a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about, uh, well my new kitten actually, stay tuned we're talking to Dusty Rainbolt on the Animal Party Pet Life Radio
0: There's a six inch tray for large bowls and a four inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. Tree Tray C A T T R E E T R A Y dot com. Let's talk pets.
1: Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio.
0: Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot
1: Hello! We're back on Animal Party, Bat Life Radio. I've got a new kitten, Dusty. Oh, well, I want to talk about the new kitten, but I want to finish something I was going to
0: say about the uh, natural products. A couple of times a year, I get a recipe online for a, a flea repellent for your dog and cat. And this thing is not safe at all. It talks about taking limes and boiling them down and then taking this liquid that's been boiled down and concentrated and spraying on your your pet. And, you know, believe it or not, vitamin C is very caustic. And when it's concentrated, it can cause burns. So if you see something like that, it sounds great. Don't do it. You know, talk to your vet before you do anything like that. but Well, the thing uh, is,
1: cats are 10 pounds usually, maybe 15. Uh-huh. So they're small, just like toy dogs. It's like a baby in terms of exposure. And they're low to the ground, and they're in and everything, and they lick themselves clean. So whatever a 100-pound, 200-pound human can handle is really not ha- not easy for a little animal like that to handle. Whatever it exactly. is that's just a little harsh, it's tough on them. So you got to be really, really careful. I have this new kitten because I went to help with these feral sort of semi feral cats there was a whole lot of them and you know what i thought right away i want to ask you this i went there and initially they told me there were about 20 kittens and two mama cats they said and that there were male and female kittens and they all needed homes and could i come help so i went there and i caught a few okay and uh but when i got there i only saw one mama cat i saw about 14 kittens uh maybe 12 12 to 14 no males and right away i thought okay the the father of these two litters must be chasing off the males who then get killed by cars or coyotes or whatever and also probably one of the mamas is now dead that's what i thought but the lady was insisting oh no i guess i was just wrong and there are no males and oh i guess i was just wrong and there's only one mama and it was kind of like mm, really uh I don't know <laughs> But you, what's what's your take on the math there? <laughs>
0: well, the nice thing about queens, that's what you call a, a mother cat. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about queens is a lot of times they timeshare, you know, they'll they'll babysit for the other kitty while the other mom goes off and, and hunts. So there's a, a that's a possibility. The the other mother may not have been around when you were there. The males definitely want to chase off everybody because those are his girls. And that's one of the problems you have when when you have the, the one male is you've got the interbreeding. So it really is best for people to, to come in and intervene and spay and neuter these guys like you did. Find homes for the, the ones that are adoptable and... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. So the, yeah. one of the
1: more wild ones I placed on a farm nearby, and it's in a barn with hay, and it's very—it's become quite tame. And then the most tame one is here with me, and I can find it inside for a month. Got it got its spade and all that sort of stuff. But it's just Aww. adorable. It, it looks like it's wearing a, a jacket. It's got a tabby face and tabby feet, and then a white poofy fur all over. It's just adorable. You know what? As I say this, I'm going to have to put it up on Deborah Wolf, Pet Expert on Facebook. I'll have to take pictures of the new cat, Eskimo, also called Momo because she looks like she's wearing an Eskimo jacket. And I will put that up there. She's adorable. I also had baby goats born in November, Aww. so I'll try and get some pictures of them up there for everybody to check out. Deborah Wolf Pet Expert on Facebook. And if they are looking for my YouTube dog training videos, well, then, YouTube, Dub Wolf Pet Expert, go there. Okay, so Dusty, you've got an Instagram for the cat people. What I is it do, again? I
0: was going to say, Jeffy is a, a feline journalist, so maybe he needs to uh, <laughs> call Momo and interview her.
1: Oh, so. I see. <laughs> she <laughs> can I try don't. and explain to him why she has a taste for um, almost picked clean chicken bones. Already Ooh. cooked chicken. Yeah, she was garbage-eating, poor thing. Oh,
0: poor baby. I
1: know, I oh, know. Baby.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Jeffy has an Instagram and a Facebook page, and uh, he uh, writes about things that would be interesting to cats or to cat lovers. You know, uh, we have tributes to uh, celebrities who like cats. We have This Day in History, and somehow it's associated with a cat. Sometimes uh, he talks about, Studies that have been recently released, and then he um, his favorite section is called "Things I'd Like to Eat," and so oh. said, these are news items. Recently, there was a a uh, pigeon that was mm-hmm. discovered uh, captured in Arizona, and the pigeon was wearing a rhinestone vest. I kid <laughs> okay. you not.
1: And so uh,
0: Jeffy Jeffy wrote about that, and uh, you know, oh, I bet. Kn- So anyway, things I'd like to eat, and uh, I know other kitties online would also be interested in that.
1: Okay, everybody, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be back. And I'm going to talk about how the whole balance of power shifted in my house when I got this new kitten. Stay tuned. Animal Party Pet Life Radio with me, Deb Wolf, and my guest, Dusty Rainbolt. We'll be back in a minute.
0: Begging to hear more of your favorite show? (laughs) Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live on demand only from Pet Life Radio.
1: Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio with me, Deb Wolf, and Dusty Rainbow, my cat expert guest. So normally, Dusty, I tell people: if everything isn't perfect in your home with your cats, don't get another cat. If you already have a terrible dog that you can't handle at all, don't go get another dog thinking that will solve the problem. Get a handle on your pet first and then bring in a new pet and you can actually get the assistance of the older pet who uses the litter box properly or is fully house trained to help role model and things will go smoothly. But if you get a new naughty one, you might have two naughty pets. However, in my multi-cat house with all the rescues I do and everything else, there was a couple of... I'd say rivalry situations, there were a few of those going on in the house, and somehow or other, I guess I just had great luck with picking this kitten, and then putting her with the weakest member that was being the most picked on, the newest addition to the house, for about a month, and then slowly introducing, one at a time, the male's That we're fighting with each other, but always like all the females. Everybody's neutered and spayed, by the way. So, rotating them into the area, always with extra perks in that area. So, new kitten meant wet food, and new kitten meant catnip, and new kitten meant everything great. I did that for a while, and then last but not least, I brought her in with the kittens that are now grown that I thought would be her rivals. Because they were bottle-fed, and they don't accept new cats. And everything worked out great, and now I actually have peace. The two males have stopped fighting. The females have stopped fighting. Everybody acts like it's a spectator sport to watch this little kitten run around the house. It's just gone so smoothly. So I kind of have to eat my words.
0: Well, you have to eat your words. But remember, <laughs> mm-hmm. you have done every I mean, you went to a great deal of trouble to make sure you did everything right. Slow introductions. You know, the, the, everything was very specific in how you did it. And I... I can't tell you how often I get calls from people, oh, you know, we brought in this new kitten, it's not working out. Well, it's not working out because the first thing they did was open the cage, uh, the carrier, and let the kitten out. And no,
1: course, yes, no, I did not do Eric, that. You know, she was in a cage the with the, just seeing each other across and seeing each other through barriers for the longest time before I even let her out with the one that's been a mum before that was a rescue that I knew would accept her. Then the two of them as a team got to greet a month later, The male that she already liked, you know, like slowly, slowly, right? And always with extra litter boxes and extra food and extra water, nothing to fight over whatsoever, you know? And me there, too, when they're being introduced in the beginning. Not locked in there by themselves.
0: Exactly. Well, you... You were rewarded because you did everything right. And I wish that please listeners do (laughs) emulate Deb. This is very important. I look at it like if you have a, say a four year old kid, three year old kid Mm -hmm. and you suddenly bring home a child that you've adopted about the same age, and you're expecting yes. him to... Best friends. BFF yeah, right away. Was, no. Yeah, going to be best friends. Well, all of a sudden, he has to divide his time with mommy, with this other kid. And, and, maybe,
1: his know, and his, maybe his bedroom. And maybe his toys. And maybe and the toys. kid wrecks his stuff. Yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah, and rivalry. So,
0: But but if, as, you know, if he... Plays with the kid, and you know they they find out they have a lot in common, and and you know you're you're doing it slowly, and then all of a sudden you say, do you like Jimmy? Yeah, I like Jimmy. You like playing with Jimmy? Yeah, I like playing with Jimmy. Well, I've got an idea. Why why doesn't Jimmy come live with us and you can play together all the time? Different story. So that's basically what you did. You you did everything so slowly, and it works. So. I applaud you. I applaud everything you did. I applaud your animals.
1: Good work. Well, you know what, though? It's because of talking to you all these years. Cat wrangling made easy is what helped me along the way with all this. So, everybody, check it out. Check out Dusty Rainbolt. And if you want to see some dog training videos, including Two Dog Rivalry, which talks about how to get... A dog to get along with a new dog Or two dogs you have that are both rude How to get them to compete by being polite And that is on Deb Wolf, Pet Expert On YouTube So, okay, Dusty, thank you so much for joining me I hope to have you on real soon again
0: Well, thank you very much for having me And everybody, don't forget to go look at Jeffy's Daily Muse
1: Right on Okay, thank you, Dusty From Dusty Rainbow and me, Deb Wolf and Animal Party at Pet Life Radio. Be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.